Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Roots-based Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development in about 45 minutes. Baseball starts for Friday night, but I ran into a name. I ran into a name, and I decided, you know what? This player is not in the Cubs system. He's not in the Cubs system, but he provides a really damn good portrait of a lesson that a lot of Cubs fans probably ought to look into learning in regards to players that are going to be in the Cubs system or will be advancing through the Cubs system. And I'm talking specifically about a pitcher, a starting pitcher. Let's look at a generic offensive player. Let's say it's an offensive player that is bat first, adequate defensively, but whatever the position, but he's bat first. He's bat first. He goes to Myrtle Beach. He has an OPS plus, which is about the best way going of assessing offense against the league. Like Pedro Ramirez has a, OPS plus of about 140. Yeah, he's doing okay. Um, you get an offensive player. He's beating the league up. You move him up. That level. He's beating up the league. You move him up. Finally, at some point, he gets to AAA. If he's already on the 40-man roster already, then you move him up. You give him a look. You know, Kind of like the Cubs did with Greg Dykeman. Dykeman wasn't going to get regular playing time at the major league level, so they sent him back down. Oh, good. No problem. No no harm, no foul. None whatsoever. With a hitter, as long as he's getting his at-bats, he's fine. It's good. There's not a problem. With a relief pitcher, if he's an advanced A, he's kicking advanced A's butt, you move him up to double A. If he's in double A, kicking their butt, you move him up to triple A. It's really kind of easy. If the guy's doing really well, you seriously contemplate moving him up. Now, there may be a situation, Ben Leeper, not eligible for the Rule 5 draft this offseason. He's been doing rather well. You might want to put a pin in his advancement to not take up a 40-man roster spot over the offseason. But um, to a large extent, you promote players who are doing well. With starting pitchers, it's moderately different. It's moderately different because at every single level, there's stuff that needs to be learned. At every single level, there's stuff that needs to be learned. And if it's not learned, there are, there's blowback eventually, probably. For a starting pitcher to properly advance. For a starting pitcher to properly advance, he pro- let's say he's a four-pitch guy. Whatever the four pitches are. Use all your four pitches. Use all of them. Use all of them. Sometimes use them in situations where it might end up costing you a game in advance day. You're in that one situation. Use your changeup. Guy hits it for a home run. Team ends up losing the game. Okay, you learned. You learned something about your changeup, maybe. Maybe you learned something. Your changeup has to get better. If your changeup isn't a proper major league changeup, you're not going to be a major league pitcher. 
You got to work on that. You got to work on the four pitches. At least three. So, you have a quality pitcher. You move him up. But at some point, it's not about he has to be at the major league level. It isn't that way necessarily with every starting pitcher. The example I'm using today is Jackson Kowar. Jackson Kowar is a pitcher in the Royals system. This year, he has pitched, who I looked it up, is like two or three games at the major league level. Has an ugly earned run average. Doesn't matter. Doesn't even remotely matter. Got into a couple, three games. Got pounded. So it goes. Sent him back down to AAA. Learning at AAA. Learning at AAA. Learning at AAA. He's better than AAA. 75 and two-thirds innings. 61 hits. 29 runs, 29 earned, 34 walks, 108 strikeouts. 75 and two-thirds innings, 108 strikeouts, 61 hits. Yeah, that'll play. That will definitely play. So why isn't he in, why isn't he in Major League Ball yet? Really, either of two reasons could work. One, he's not ready yet. He's just not ready yet. A lot of baseball fans have a tendency to want to force someone into being what they want them to be. I want this guy to be a number two starter. So since I want him to be a number two starter, he'd better get about acting like being a number two starter because otherwise I'm going to have a, I'm going to have a sad. What you want is immaterial. What you want is immaterial. The goal with Jackson Coar or anyone else. Should be. What is best for Jackson Coar and his pitching development future? Answer that question. Have answers for that question. No answers to that question, then you're good. If you don't have answers to that question, if you're talking about pitcher development, you might want to get answers to that question because that's the important question. How is Jackson Coar best served? I've heard a number of outings of Jackson Coars in AAA. He's generally better than the hitters, but then you knew that from the numbers. He's had a couple of struggle outings against the I-Cubs. Um, not horrible, horrible, horrible struggle outings, but, you know, with a starting pitcher, the goal is, is his fastball as good as it ought to be? Is his changeup as good as it ought to be? His three or four pitches, are they as good as they ought to be? If the answer is, Really, no. For any of those questions, he probably shouldn't be at the major league level. You can possibly call him up. Yeah, if Jackson Coar gets two or three more starts at the end of the year, it won't hurt him. Yeah, you, probably not. But as far as for player development, there is usually a level a player should be at. The player that the level that the player ought to be at is where they will both struggle and succeed. Both struggle and succeed. So, if the guy brings his C-minus game to the mound at a minor league level, and he brings his minor, but, but he's still a whole lot better than the players in that league. He shouldn't be in that league. He, he, sh he should be promoted. But with a pitcher like Jackson Coar, he's a 45 in fan graphs. So he's, he's a good pitcher. He's a highly regarded pitcher but he's by no stretch elite. He's been rather good at the AAA level. 
brought up to the major league level, he struggled a lot. Okay, it's rather, it's patently obvious. He remains in AAA. He remains in AAA because he's not ready. He hasn't shown that he is good for major league regular outings. And that's fine. There's no problem with he's learning at AAA. That's what AAA is there for. AAA is there for players who ought to be at the AAA level to learn how to get better at playing baseball. That's why AAA level exists. There's no, um, oh my goodness, he's still having to be at AAA. There's none of that. He belongs at the AAA level. So it goes. That's how it works. At the end of the season, Coar, he might get a couple more looks at the major league level. Then in spring training, he'll go to spring training with the major league club, whenever spring training is. And if he shows that he is one of the best options for the rotation, he'll probably get a chance at the major league level. But I, I'm pretty sure he's got at least one more season that he can get sent down to the minor leagues. And saying him down to the minor leagues is fine. So now let's stop talking about Jackson Coar. Let's stop talking about Jackson Coar. Let's talk about some pitcher in the Cubs pipeline who's doing really well as a starting pitcher. Right now, they don't really have any. They really don't have any pitchers who are carving at the upper minor league level. Caleb Killian had a reasonably good outing last time. Luis Lugo did okay his last time out. But really, the Cubs don't have anyone carving at the AAA level. They don't have that guy. Um, If Cam Sanders was carving at the AA level, he would already be in AAA. But he has not been carving at the AA level, so he's not in AAA. That's how it works. At some point, the Cubs are going to start to have legitimate major league style pitchers in AAA at the start as uh, starters. Otherwise, they're going to be screwed. You know, if they have to do the free agency thing or a DFA wire thing to get all their starting pitchers, yeah, they're going to be completely screwed. But at some point, hopefully, a Jordan Wicks, a Caleb Killian, maybe some of the guys they just recently acquired. Hopefully, at some point, DJ Hers. Maybe at some point, at some time in the relatively near future, they'll have pitchers who are starting pitchers who are doing quite well at the AA level. It's not that case yet. So when the Cubs get to the point where they have a guy who's doing relatively well at the AAA level, relatively well, let's say Jackson Coar numbers, 75 and two-thirds innings, 61 hits, 34 walks, 108 strikeouts. Those are pretty good numbers, right? The Cubs fan with zero patience will say, get him in major league right now. I, I, don't, I, I don't, don't want him in Why? The goal should be, what is going to be best for the player's future development so that he can most likely help the team in the long term? There is no rush 
most of the time. There's no rush most of the time. You bring up a player to AAA, heck, pitcher, hitter, whichever. He's going to show you. He's going to show you when he is definitely ready. Then when he's shown you he is definitely ready, one of the things that I think is a fantastic way to do this kind of a thing, one of the, if you have the depth, if you have the quality, we're going to start you on a certain day. After all, you're, you're already on the 40-man roster. Coors already on the 40-man roster. We're going to start you next Wednesday night. We're going to start you on Wednesday night. You're going to go, the, the game, whether it's a home game, whether it's a road game, you're going to start the game on Wednesday night. We're telling you right now, you're coming back. You're going to pitch on Wednesday. And then the next day, you're going to come back. Go out and do your thing. Do your prep work to get ready. Go out pitch, learn how the Major League Baseball thing goes, then you're coming back. And then five days, you're going to pitch in minor leagues again. Now, if it turns out that he goes four or five innings, goes does really well, you can change your mind and say, you know what, this guy might actually be ready. Every level in the minor leagues there is an adjustment. Owen Casey was asked by Sam Wiederhaft, what's the difference so far? What's the difference so far between the Arizona League and low A? What's the difference between Arizona and low A? Owen Casey's response was rather quick. Ball doesn't carry here. The ball doesn't care here. Out in the desert, you'd hit the ball. It'd just fly. It would just fly. But down at sea level, in Carolina, in humidity, the ball's not carrying. Now, Owen Casey's still hitting really well. Still, <laughs> still drawing walks, still hitting rope doubles, hitting a ball over 100 miles an hour. So, you know, it's not he's incap- incapable, incompetent all of a sudden. But, you know, the ball's not traveling. There's adjustments at every level. Adjustments at every level. And just because a person gets to AAA or the major league level doesn't mean that the development, the adjustments stop. They get more severe with the better players that you're playing against. Eventually, the Cubs will have a pitcher who is in AAA, who is doing well, And looks like he might be a useful starter. Patience, 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 patience. Don't expect a prospect to conform to your worldview because your worldview would be ideal. That's not how it works. The player will develop at the level as the player develops at the level. No faster, no slower. If you demand that a pitcher has to be a number two from the time that he walks on to the major league, that, that, no, no. Send him in. Let him pitch. Send him back down. Abra Elzele. There's an adjustment period. 
Justin Steele. There's an adjustment period. Keegan Thompson. There's an adjustment period. It's almost like, for Patrick Wisdom, there's been an adjustment period. It's almost like for every player that reaches the major league level, there's an adjustment period. It's almost like every player has to adjust to every level. That's what I've seen. Sometimes you have a player like a Chris Bryant who's better than a level. He walks in, he's better than that level. There's not any question he's better than that level. And when he finally gets promoted, he's still better than that level, and there's not even any question. But most players have to adjust. Most players have to adjust. And when the Cubs start to develop their pitching, they haven't to a league average level. Once the Cubs start to get their starting pitching developing, there will still be adjustment periods. And if you are the type of person who's saying, this player should be brought up to the major league level because I am confident that he will shred at the major league level. Confident. Why are you confident of that? Off of what history are you basing that? Have you like seen seven different alternate universes where this pitcher has been promoted to the major leagues and in of the seven um, alternate universes, he's done really well in six of them? That, that I would buy. You know, if, if you can show me that you've seen that happen in seven other instances and in six of them he's shredded, okay. But he, he, because I want him to, that doesn't. If because I want him to got it done... Why are the Cubs losing a lot of games now? Cubs fans, you know, want guys to get hits. They don't. It's hard to do. Jackson Coar is doing well at AAA. Given a few chances at the major league level, he's generally struggled. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing inappropriate. There's nothing unexpected about Jackson Coar struggling at the major league level. It's what usually happens. Players get promoted to a certain level and they go wibble-wobble. That's how it works. Not all players, not all levels. But players don't necessarily nail it the first time at the major league level. Historically, a lot of people don't. And some players, after they wibble-wobble for a couple of years, they're fine, they're good. Yeah, I was having a discussion with somebody on, oh, this guy should be a three. Well, define a three. How can you define a three so I can look at a major league baseball reference, or I can look at baseball reference or fan graphs or wh whichever one you prefer? This guy is a two. Well, wh why is he a two? Now, if he was consistently year in, year out, something you could completely bank on, then yeah. But what we're looking at is into the future. You know, as you're looking at the players that are in the Cubs pipeline, how can you assess someone, this guy's going to be a two. 
off of what are we going to assess that? One of the ones I came up with at the very end, at the end of the discussion, historically, historically, when in 30 years, 30 years, people look at this pitcher's resume. This pitcher's resume. What will he officially be referred to as? This pitcher's complete resume with every year having an equal weighting because that's how it should be done if you're assessing a resume. Equal weighting. Equal weighting on the good years, equal weighting on the bad years. How does one assess Jake Arrieta? He was fantastic for a stretch. He was workmanlike good for a stretch. And at the start and the end of his career, he was god-awful. So now if you're going to say he was an ace, you're completely disregarding, completely disregarding. Let me see, what years are we completely disregarding? We're completely disregarding 2018. He's okay. Probably a three or a four, maybe. 2019, we're disregarding. 2020, we're disregarding. 2021, we're definitely disregarding. His entire Baltimore years were entirely disregarding. If you're assessing a player, this guy was a one, this guy was a two, this guy was a three. How are you assessing that? Peak value is a silly way to do it. Jake Arrieta had a fantastic year and a half. Absolutely fantastic. Ridiculously good. Then you throw in his Baltimore years. Throw in his last two Philadelphia years. His 2021. It's kind of all going to balance out a little bit, isn't it? He's going to be a guy who... Over the long haul, kind of average with a fantastic peak. The goal ought to be for a pitcher. What is going to be the best thing for this pitcher long term to properly develop and become the maximum that he can possibly be? For a lot of pitchers, that involves a lot of time in AAA, even though, even though, even though, even though, that means... Major League Baseball only fans will not get to see him pitch very often. Jackson Coar, how's he going to be in his career? I don't know. Matt Manning, kind of a similar guy. Detroit, this year, he's played most of the season. He's no longer considered a rookie anymore on fan graphs. He's gotten over the 50-inning mark this year. His numbers, really not so good. But probably eventually on down the line, he will be good. But if you're going to assess his entire run, his entire career, you probably better include the innings this year, just as important as the later years. Pitchers aren't consistent. They aren't consistent. They have years where they're injured. They're, they have injured. They have seasons where they're not injured, injured, but they're not good. Would it be nice if, for instance, a Jordan Wicks Jordan Wicks goes through the Cubs pipeline, 
gets to double A, does well, gets to triple A, does well, gets to the major leagues, does fairly well, gets sent back, gets brought up, he almost has it figured out, gets sent back, and he comes up the next year, and he almost has it all figured out. And then by, by the time you're looking at his career at the end of it all, you say, well, he was a 2.3, a 2.1, a 2.7, a 2.6, a 3.4, a 4.1, a 5.2. You, you see how those numbers just keep getting better and better and better, 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 better. It's not always how it works. Would it be nice if that's how... A lot of pitchers, it gets really yucky. There are some bad seasons and some injury seasons. You Darvish with his first Cubs season. You Darvish, how are people going to refer to him? How are people going to refer to you, Darvish? Is he going to be a two or, you know, you're going to have to incorporate all the bad years, too. If you're disregarding all the bad years, what's the point? The goal is to get the player, pitcher or hitter, to learn all the cheap lessons as early as possible, preferably in the minor leagues. At some point, yes, he's going to have to step up, put on the big boy panties, and get people out the major league level. But you don't have to have that happen until he's ready. Rushing a player to the major leagues is generally a horrible idea. Horrible idea. Jackson Coar looks to me like the Royals are doing him proper. He's gotten a look or two. Then he's sent him back. Go back. Have fun. Learn some things. Learn some things. Play against the I-Cubs. Beat the snot out of them a couple of times. He gets them tonight. Coar against the I-Cubs tonight. Starts about an hour and a half. How's Coar going to do? He'll probably win. He'll probably pitch really well. Jackson Coar is going to be a really good pitcher eventually. But he's not now. He's not right now to assume that because a player is wearing a certain sort of fabric, he's going to not have to deal with the development thing. Because he is a cub, he is going to develop as seamlessly as Kyle Hendricks did. No, it doesn't doesn't work that way. Unless a player develops seamlessly like Kyle Hendricks does, which doesn't really happen very often. As you're assessing which are the players that are going to be doing what for the Cubs as starting pitchers on into the future, none of them are ready yet. None of them are ready yet. Keegan Thompson, Justin Steele, you have your Alec Mills, you have your Kyle Hendricks, but the other guy, the next guys, they're not ready yet. They're not ready yet. And how the Cubs are going to bridge that problem will be interesting over this offseason. But as far as the players that are going to be developing, be patient with them. Be patient with them just because it would be fantastabula if they were seamless like Kyle Hendricks doesn't mean that they will. And just because you might want them to be seamless like Kyle Hendricks doesn't mean that that would be a good assumption on your part or a good planning strategy for the Cubs. As players develop, don't rush them. Don't rush them. 
let them learn the lessons they have to learn at the lesson at the levels that they are learning them. You can't rush it. Does no good. Jackson Carr is exactly where he should be. Matt Manning's exactly where he should be. And some pitchers will struggle. Adbert Elzale is still struggling, but he's not horrible. Players develop at their pace. Players develop on the up and down line that they do. Expecting anything different is wrong on your part. Let the player who's doing well develop at the level they should be at. And if that's not the major league level, then so be it. Thanks for stopping by. Big night of action. I'm leaning toward Myrtle Beach to start and then jumping over quickly at 6.30 to the um, South Bend at Peoria game. Hopefully listen to the South Bend Cubs um, whale upon the Cardinals pitchers. Um, enjoy the Cubs game tonight, if that's your preference. And if you're on Twitter, if there's something you're running into, hey, feel free to toss in your assessments of what's going on. Don't have to link me in necessarily, but you know, if you if you're watching the Cubs game, if you're watching the Cubs game, hey, the, if you have an assessment, um, I'm starting to really like this, um, you know, wh- whoever it is. Or um, maybe you're having thoughts on Michael Rucker. Left column, right column. Your opinions are important, especially to the extent that they're getting you to develop your own thought, your your own thought processes. Your own thought processes are absolutely essential. If your thought processes are totally reliant on... Well, Ken Rosenthal had an article. So since Ken Rosenthal had an article, I now have a thought. If you're reliant on me or anyone else to have an idea, for you to have an idea, that doesn't seem the right way to do it. Have your own assessment. Adam Morgan, left column, right column, and why? Trevor McGill, left column, right column, why? Dylan Maples, left column, right column, why? Michael Hermosillo, left column, right column, why? Take advantage of the last month and a half of this, uh, six weeks, this, whatever it is. And work on your assessing at whatever level it is you're paying attention to. Maybe you're focusing on the South Bend game. Maybe you're focusing on the Myrtle Beach game. Maybe you're focusing on the Cubs-White Sox game. As something comes along, instead of getting all passive-aggressive, I really like that pitch from Michael Rucker. If he keeps doing that, he might be left column. The decisions are going to be important for the Cubs this offseason and the rest of the regular season. If you start to look at games as an opportunity to live assess talent, then your opinion-making abilities 
become better attuned, hopefully. So yeah, I, I, I like it when people give me pushback on which player ought to go left or right. But um, when it comes to pitcher development, especially pitcher development and especially starting pitcher development, don't rush them. There's plenty to be learned in a double-A game. There's plenty to be learned in a triple-A game. It, the only development that exists is not at the major league level. A pitcher can work on his secondary pitches in AAA, oftentimes almost as well as he can work, work on them at the major league level. Because after all, he doesn't have to worry about the... Uh, there, there are fewer hitters at the AAA level who are going to hit the ball 100 exit velo. You know, you, you're just not going to have as many line drives right back to the pitcher in AAA. You're just not. Let the pitchers develop because they're going to have to. And rushing is not necessarily a good thing. Jackson Coar starts against the I-Cubs tonight. He'll probably do well because he's a good pitcher. I'm looking forward to the point where the Cubs have three or four really good rotation starters in Iowa. It looked like they were getting there. It looked like they were getting there. It looked like they were, they didn't. Hopefully they can be there soon. And if they are there soon, hopefully the Cubs can have the patience to allow the pitchers to develop at the level that they ought to be developing at. Sometimes it's the AAA level. Sometimes it's the major league level. Getting those kind of things right, getting those decisions right is very important for the long game. Have a great weekend.